Hey, Todd, do you have any interesting baseball stories to share this week? Oh, yes. Quite a few funny ones. First, the Dodgers apparently... Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure in editing is always an option. They can't all be winners. We promised. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, ups and downs. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited you're, you're going to include me in the podcast this week. <laughs> So, so what, 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 what happened was I got a new piece of editing software for my iPad. So we, um, we, as I said last week, when we were taping, we taped on Wednesday night, we got in the car on Thursday, we drove over to Peoria and I was editing the recording on my iPad. Well, in a, in a moving car, in a moving car. Yep. Without my stylus. Okay. Here's the thing about this piece of software. It's very easy to select the section that you want. And then if you grab the little dot on the end, you can drag it and trim that section so that it clips exactly where you want to and then can delete. But if you don't exactly grab the little dot, it slides that area that you've highlighted instead of trimming it at which point you crop what you want plus the stuff back before that that you didn't including todd's interesting baseball stories see i thought you just made some editing decisions about yeah you know what that's not as interesting as todd thinks poof gone you know it would have been really funny if it would have managed to catch it right at the end of a thought, as opposed to in the middle of a thought, then it would have looked like I knew what I was doing. Instead, it just looks like I don't know how to edit. (laughs) Mostly, I I was thinking what you were just setting up was a cliffhanger, really, last week. Hey, here's another interesting thing. Moving on. (laughs) Have I ever told you, or has Amy ever told you her favorite Calvin and Hobbes cartoon? I don't believe so. Okay, it's a it's a single panel. It's a weekday strip, but it's a single panel. And it's Calvin standing outside, Calvin and Hobbes standing outside the front door with a shovel, and he's clearly been sent outside to shovel the walk, but instead of shoveling from the door to the left where the sidewalk goes, he shovels out the door and to the right around the other side, around the back of the house and around back to the garage with big, huge piles of snow left in the middle of the place where he has shovel. And he looks at Hobbs and says, sometimes if you do a job bad enough, you don't get asked to do it again. (laughs) Maybe I'm just trying to figure out how many times I can screw up the editing before you say, I'll do it myself. <laughs> the answer is not four, apparently. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it's not four, and I'm going to guarantee it's probably not five. So <laughs> <laughs> my tolerance for errors is uh, is shockingly high when it comes to this podcast. 
as as evidenced by my inability to pick a right microphone when we record. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's editing errors three, microphone errors two. Just for those of you scoring at home, is that right? Uh, I I believe yeah, I believe that's the case. We've and only are- rebooted two of the editing errors. The other one we just let stand. Let it fly. Let it just let it fly. It's fine. They can't all be winners. You know, here's the thing. At this point, we we didn't we didn't leave in uh we didn't leave in a bunch of dead air. Uh we didn't we didn't leave in uh words that we would not want to be put on uh on national TV or that would uh would get us the explicit tag. I mean this time it was coming mostly coming to go. <laughs> It was it was mostly just yeah we can get rid of some of Todd's stuff so uh, again on the, accident well, on accident I guess what I'm what I'm saying to you is you can you can take that one as uh, as as uh, as E4 if you want or you can just say nope fielder's choice. <laughs> Oh, anyway, though, we're we're back and, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what of this makes it in. So the cool thing is uh, odds are 50 50 at this point. Anyway, I mean, what what I find entertaining is we, we sit down or stand up and we, we do this recording and we just we just throw a bunch of stuff out there. And then anywhere from 12 to 48 hours later, a podcast appears. And then I listen to it to find out, hey, I wonder what kind of show we did. When Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me came to Des Moines and Lucas and Amy and I went, they taped for two and a half hours. I think it was the longest. And that that included the pickups at the end, right? The the redos and, and make goods, right? At the end of the show that we all sat through. And then they answered a whole bunch of questions afterwards. But they taped for well over two hours, almost two and a half hours. And then cut it back to about 45, maybe 48 minutes worth of actual show, plus the ads and whatnot. And we all walked out of there doing the exact same. I wonder what's going to stay. <laughs> and then when we listened to it a couple of weeks later, they're like, oh, well, they cut out every funny thing Paula Poundstone said the entire night. <laughs> That's too bad. She was hilarious. I read something that when uh, when Top Gear... Uh, was with the the main three hosts that did it for years and years and years. When they filmed uh, in their airplane hangar studio, that show ended up, it was an hour long without commercials because it was on the BBC. So they made it an hour and 30 minutes when they brought it over the US when they just randomly dropped commercials in the middle of stuff. But it was an hour long show. But if you wanted to go to the taping, they basically told you be prepared and it's an hour long show and they have films, right? They, they have films of uh, Stig driving the car around the track and then them going out and doing stuff. So the amount of studio wasn't, um, I mean, maybe it was a fourth or a third of the show, but what you were told was if you're going to attend a taping, um, be prepared for two things. Number one, there's no chairs for the audience. The audience stands the entire time. Number two, it could take four to five hours to get a to get a one hour show. <laughs> you know that's our problem, Dwayne. We're not recording long enough. We we record we record like ninety minutes to get like sixty sixty five seventy minutes. You know maybe we ought to be you know that's our problem. Two and a half, three, four hours. Then we could find something to publish. Um, 
Um, I no. Um, <laughs> I, I I I I already spent far too much time editing. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure what we're missing the the fact that we're not going two or three hours. We're not missing the good content. <laughs> no, yeah. what? Um, quantity does not equal quality. We talked about this last week. Okay, good point. So, um, so other other than uh, other than adventures in um, in editing, um, what other follow up did we have? Let's see. Um, Mark Felderman has your experience with car dealers. His family has had with remodelers. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I seriously, when you were telling me that, I thought you were going to say. Mark's family owns a chain of dealerships and he's deeply like, Oh crap. <laughs> okay. Whew. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness. So they, <laughs> he's deeply offended. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So they've had that same problem with remodelers. Yes. Not, not on time. They have your, they, they have your stuff and they think they have you over a barrel, which to, to some extent, you know, they do yeah, to your saying. credit, <laughs> to your credit. <laughs> One question that I want to know if we do have any car dealers in the listening audience, is there a special box somewhere that they check on their computer system? If you call in and you need something fixed urgently, is there something that says revenue opportunity that they just check so that it highlights or flashes in, you know, red or something? Uh, that's just general question. <laughs> you 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 only you only get to find out about Fight Club when you're in Fight Club. Otherwise, you don't oh, talk about Fight Club. It's a good note. Just throwing it out there. Let's see. I've been watching a lot of baseball this week. Have you been watching baseball this week? I watched a half an inning where the Cubs managed to go from up four runs to up one run with the bases loaded. <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth, desperately f- trying to find any way they could to lose a game. And they eventually ran out of time before they could find a way to lose a game. So uh, that's the only one that I've seen. You, although that's more baseball than the Marlins have seen. Anyway, go ahead. So <laughs> I watched that game. I've been watching a lot of Cubs baseball. I actually got to watch a little bit of Royals baseball tonight and they won. They beat the Tigers. But one of the things that I saw, one of the things that I saw was an ad from T-Mobile and the Athletic. Have you seen this ad? Yeah, I'm a we we are on the T-Mobile, so uh, I yes, I, I have. You know, back to baseball kind of theme, and it's a mom and two kids. She's wearing a Red Sox hat. Both of the kids are wearing a Yankees hat. What mom allows this to happen? Okay, that ad I haven't seen. Good point. Um, I saw the offer, but not that ad. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the, I think that that's poor parenting, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm which, not one to judge, but I'm going to judge. So, so as you say that though, a couple things pop into my head. Number one, you're, you're a Royals fan. So what is that? <laughs> what, I don't you, allow my kids to be Cardinals fans. That's, why? why are, can, when Lucas, Lucas came to us and told his mother, mom, I just don't think this, he was probably 12. Right. Mom, I just don't think I can be a Cubs fan anymore. It's just too depressing. Well, and his mom said to him, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's, 
at that point, and he's still not wrong. And his mom looked at him and said, okay, that's fine. You can choose any other baseball team you want, except the Cardinals. I don't care who you choose. You're not allowed to be a Cardinals fan. Not in this house. That's a mom. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Being a Cubs fan, I mean, you, you lay that down, right? You can you can root for anybody else you want, but not the Cardinals. But the comeback there is... But I want to, but I want to root for a well-run organization that's well-respected and wins. Well, because because as 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 Michael Wilbon on PTI points out, Cubs fans hate the Cardinals because we desperately want to be the Cardinals. <laughs> Can't stand them, want to beat them, but more than anything, want to be like them, <laughs> and that hurts. Uh, let's see. What other feedback did we get? (laughs) Sarah Brown has sent more pictures of varmints. Um, she sent me a picture of a squirrel riding a tiny hobby horse. Um, she continues to look for a squirrel riding a lizard. So these are, these are pictures that she's finding on the internet. These aren't just things that are happening in her town that she's publishing on the town, on the town social meds feeds. Or channels no. or whatever that no okay all right I, no i thought she was just walking around town going oh there's a big cute picture click okay that makes more sense no let's see um uh, additional feedback todd's truck story is a good example of why i shoot things on the xbox <laughs> so there's a potential stress relief opportunity for you there todd you can go uh uh red dead redemption 2 on them or just throwing this out for uh, game developers red dead redemption 3 car dealers you're just you're you're the entire you don't you don't target the car dealers but the instead of being in the old west the entire thing just takes place in a big car lot and stuff just happens there i'm just i'm throwing that out as it's just a setting did you just invent grand theft auto i like the name i like where you're going with that we should we should spitball this and maybe develop it a little bit more i'm gonna go see if i can go get the domain for that right now because that sounds like an (laughs) excellent idea I'm not a gamer. Can we put it? Can we put it on the line? So it, it goes on the line. You just it, you take them instantly from your camera, and it goes on the line. There you go. It's already been invented. It's a billion dollar idea. Um, let's see. Uh, another random. Sarah sent me down a rabbit hole. This is a chipmunk and a lizard comic strip. Chipmunk sitting there. Sheesh! I'm sitting here sweating like a guinea pig. Oh, hey, lizard. Lizard says, hey. Chipmunk says, hot enough for you? And the lizard says, no. I'm just impressed that some, because there's no way, based off of our podcast, that somebody has been doing a chipmunk and a lizard cartoon since April 1st of 2002. So I'm assuming somebody has just gone to a massive amount of work to troll this podcast. Um, it, it, uh, from April one of 2002 until, uh, September 24th of 2012 is when this little comic strip ran a chipmunk and a lizard.com. I think it may be the new official comic strip of talking to Todd. I'm just going to say this and I, and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way here, but as we've pointed out. I have I have some idea of what both chipmunks and lizards look like, and these aren't those. <laughs> but sure, 
let's see. Did, did you have feedback? Yeah, I have some feedback and I'm I don't I don't want to deliver this feedback. Oh. Uh-huh. Because because I feel like this is just going to continue to encourage you. And I I don't feel good about this, but I I need to share this. Lisa Lisa listened to last week's podcast episode and said, "You know that story Dwayne uh, told about the bees? That was really funny, really funny." Laughed out loud. So there you go. There's one vote for the dad jokes. So does that mean I get to tell another dad joke this week? Here's the thing. You're going to tell another dad joke whether I say yes or no to that. So it kind of doesn't matter, which is the only reason I'm giving you the feedback. Because if I thought you were right on the edge of stopping doing that, I wouldn't have shared this. But that's not, you're not stopping for that. So anyway. So guys walking down the street with a penguin. Have you heard this? Guys walking down the street with If I said yes, would you stop? This is Lucas's, when Lucas was eight, this was his absolute favorite joke. Loved this joke. Guy's walking down the street with a penguin and he walks by a police officer and the police officer says, what are you doing? I says, I'm, I'm walking my penguin. Police officer says, you really need to take that penguin to the zoo. And the guy says, oh, okay. Next day, guy's walking down the street with the penguin. Walks by the same police officer. Police officer says, hey, buddy. I thought I told you to take that penguin to the zoo. Guy says, we did. Yesterday, we did go to the zoo. Today, we're going to the museum. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Just attention, Dwayne. Dad jokes. What I was going to say is, uh, so you you know what? You know what Lisa's uh, feedback was there for you? Yes. Uh, A freebie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was, wasn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was exactly that. Hey, you're telling animal stories. I'm telling animal stories. You know. So, uh, how, how's the truck? Well, I think, where did we, do we need to, do we need to catch people up? Well, um, if you, if you happen to miss last week's episode, Todd bought a truck and an RV, but the truck won't towed the RV without some modifications. Is that a good summary? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that works. Due to some difficulties that I won't go into, but you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you can find out what they were. Difficulties with a car dealer in Las Vegas installing said upgrades. Todd was resolved to install them himself. So... How'd it go? <laughs> yeah. So, so last Sunday, <clears throat> I went out to the garage and uh, armed with uh, parts and uh, the part that I needed and pieces ordered from the uh, from Amazon. Uh, I went into the garage and started working on installing the uh, installing the accessory. So uh, into the truck. When I went to go do this, luckily. Um, I was in the garage because outdoors it was 108 degrees outside, but I was in the garage where it was only 102. So that really, really helped. 
Um, That's convenient. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was nice. I lost, I lost fifteen pounds uh, working on this. Just <laughs> sweated through. And uh, according to everything that was on the internet, because um, you know that's where you believe stuff. People who have done this before and who put up the step-by-step instructions, including pictures, basically said, if you know what you're doing, this project will take, uh, people have done it in as short as 45 minutes. And I believe the longest person who said that they did it said it took them two hours, which is what gave me the confidence that I could go ahead and uh, start tearing apart the interior of my truck and uh, putting in this, this, uh, this accessory. In, in a certain amount of time. Four and a half hours later, um, <laughs> it went in. Um, oh, dear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not for nothing, but you work for the low, low hourly rate of zero. Yeah. Yeah. I stuck to that car dealership. <laughs> Spent four and a half. <laughs> Sticking it to the man there is what I did. They wanted $180 an hour. I did it for free for Four and a half hours in 102 degree heat. Winning. Speaking of getting the shaft. <laughs> Admittedly, most of that was on me. I mean, I figured it was going to take me a little bit longer. Um, one of the things I had to do was uh, locate locate some wires underneath underneath the dash and uh, and then splice uh, splice those wires into a wiring harness. And there are four wires that I had to locate and splice. So I got, I got, I got, I got a crimper and the, so that you can, you can splice them together and then use a crimper. I used more than f- my crimping skills were not good. So I used more than four, whatever comes in the box. Uh, I used more than four of those that, that did take me a little while to, to get everything crimped. Let's just say it was good that I bought a box of 200, went through a few and then, uh, and then had to, uh, had to pull off, uh, four different pieces of trim. Um, out of my dash. Luckily, as I said before, my truck had had already had 500 miles on it total. So it wasn't a brand new truck. So rip out uh, four trim pieces. And then uh, then things got hairy when I needed to when I broke out the drill to start drilling through the trim in my truck. And things got a little difficult when I realized that it uh, the instructions were calling for metric drill bits. And I don't I don't have metric drill bits. So there was a lot of, oh, it was 10 millimeters convert to, I don't know, that's a number. Okay. What is that? Huh. I don't have, I don't have a drill bit that size. Well, let's see what happens. So anyway, four and a half hours later, the truck was, uh, was all put back together again and, uh, looked like a, looked like a nice factory install. And, uh, I thought I was done with the job. Then on Tuesday night, the the thing that I hadn't, the thing that I had not completed was after you crimp these wires, then you're supposed to heat the ends and it shrinks and then it, it, so it makes the, it makes the wire connection watertight and kind of holds them in place. So I went to test it Sunday night and, uh, turns out you can't test it because this is a, a brake control for a trailer and it only works if you hook up a trailer. <laughs> so I had no idea whether this was going to work or not. Cool. Tuesday night, however, getting ready to go pick up a trailer on Wednesday, I went out and I thought I should seal these things up. And when I went out to seal the first crimp, I must not have crimped very well because the wire fell out. (sighs) Gotta go find the crimper. (laughs) Still some left in the box of 200. So anyway, couldn't you have just left the truck out in the driveway given the heat and they would have melted and sealed themselves? Just an idea. Just throwing it out there. Now that you mentioned that, that probably would have worked. Note for next time, let mother nature do the work. 
So there's there's nothing like uh, having a brand new car and then following directions that say this piece of plastic on your dash is simply held in with seven plastic clips. Just start pulling, and if it won't come loose, pull harder. You probably have to pull harder than you think, but you probably won't break it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sure, okay, I can do that. <laughs> that that doesn't that doesn't instill confidence, Todd. Yeah, I didn't I didn't share all the directions with Lisa ahead of time. That's probably good. And we had an agreement. She wasn't going to come in the garage at any point until. Be, so the last time she saw the truck, it was completely put together the right way. Then she was not to come back out until the truck was completely put back together. Or I drove it to a shop and paid somebody to put it back together. <laughs> I think that's a different checkbox when you show up like that. I, yeah, at that point, I don't even think they need the checkbox. That just goes, come on in. And why don't you uh, why don't you just drop off the, your uh, your truck, your keys, and your Amex? <laughs> How much is it going to be? Does it really matter at this point, sir? No, no, it doesn't. No, no. <laughs> just just please put it back. So yes, there you go. I uh, yes, it it is uh, it's it's back together again. And then and then the following day, we did we we drove three hundred miles and then found out that I did install it correctly. So that was uh, that that was uh, that was a bonus. That apparently uh, all of that work it did go in correctly. Oh, good work. Yeah, yeah. Now I feel like I can tear apart more stuff. No, actually, I don't I don't want to do that again. So, got the truck up to the North Country. Yep. Got yep. the new RV hooked up. Yep. How was the drive back? So, so generally speaking fine. Again, you know, I've I've never never had to drive a pull a trailer before. So, we we signed a we signed all the papers. They gave us a walkthrough, showed us everything. <laughs> good luck. And as we're pulling out of the parking lot, Lisa's comment is, I really can't believe that they let you just tow crap without having to get like an extra thing on your license. <laughs> She's probably not wrong. So the good news is um, all I have to do is get on the incredibly busy interstate and uh, and then just drive. And it was the middle of the day, so it wasn't too bad. At first, I thought something was horribly, horribly wrong with the truck or the trailer because it wasn't feeling right at all. And then what I realized was, oh, it's not the truck or the trailer. It's just the incredibly crappy road that has um, only been there for 18 years and has been resurfaced twice and still sucks. So once once we get off the bad section of road, things calm down. All I really wanted to do was get in the slow lane that is not exit only and just stay in the slow lane and get through the first 40 minutes or so of heavy traffic and then get out on on a two-lane interstate that doesn't have as much traffic but i I, literally leaving the lot pulling out onto a street get on the freeway and just all i need is 45 minutes stay in the slow lane then i'll take care of everything 20 minutes into this i hit a section of interstate that has been under construction since 1812 it it is literally this this section this this section of, of freeway has literally been i think under constant construction and expansion for at least 10 years. And I knew that this was going to be a problem. So I was trying to pay very, very close attention. And at some point, um, because they're putting in all new stuff, there's signs that tell you that the lanes diverge because they're working in the middle of it, right? So that the lanes on the right go to the right and the lanes on the left go to the left, but you split apart. And so I'm like, okay, got to be careful. Got to be careful. Okay. I know this is a split coming. There's signs, warning, lanes split. What they don't tell you is, and I was in the, I wasn't in the far right lane because that's how they get you because it's an exit only lane, and I was not in the exit only lane. I was in the second lane from that. 
great, I can get through. And here we come up to the lane splits. And suddenly I look and it's not the lane splits. They have now designated the two right lanes as exit only. And you're now getting off of the freeway. Oh, Mm. guess what? Yeah. Congratulations. You chose poorly. So fine, except that the intersection that this was going to is one of the reasons why this part of the road has been under construction for more than a decade, because this is one of the busiest intersections in the entire state. And they have thrown every traffic control thought that they have ever come up with is in this intersection. So there are there's some roundabouts. There is where they flip the lanes. So in so all of the traffic going one way, they, they, they flip it. So instead of being on the right side of the road, you're now on the left side of the road. <laughs> so they, they reverse the polarity yeah. of traffic, slide you around. And then if you want to continue straight, you have to exit because if you continue straight, you're then on a different road. So I'm sitting here going, well, this is just about the worst thing that could have happened at this point. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm committed now. I've got to do this. And you, there's no room. You, you can't just sort of flip around and get back on the other one. So, so we get on this road, get through all of this crap. Now I'm on this road and it, it empties into the first couple of turns empties into an outlet mall, which is completely packed with cars because, you know, people are out. So I go a little bit further and I'm, all I'm looking for is I just need a place to turn around. I just need a place to turn around. So I pull into this business park, I pull off on there and I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit and then I'm going to, I'm going to turn and I'm going to find a road. And then that road will then I'll make another turn and I should be able to find a a road out and I'll just kind of drive around the business park. So I find the road, I turn. Okay. The road I ended up on was, was ending. So basically all of a sudden it's like that road's ended, but luckily, haha, you can turn left. So I start turning left until I realize, do you want to guess where the road left in this business park was going? The only place it was going? The lower deck of a three-story parking structure. <laughs> so now I'm towing a trailer and I have two choices. I can either try to drive through a parking structure <laughs> with a trailer that I've been driving for 25 minutes total, or I just got to back this thing up and turn it around. Just back it up and turn it around. It's pretty easy. So I did a 72-point turn. Todd doing his best Austin Powers impression. Holy crap. Yeah. They, they, you know, they tell you, oh, you, when you drive, when you, when you back up with the trailer, it's pretty easy. You just, it's, you just steer the opposite way you want the trailer to go. It's, it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. What I will tell you is I did not get the hang of it because that is the most unnatural thing you can do. I don't, uh. anyway. So, um, so within the first half hour, I had, uh, I had gone through the construction zone, got off on the most complicated intersection in the state, one of the busiest intersections in the state, gone through all sorts of weird stuff, and then gone down essentially a closed road and then had to turn the truck completely around and then backtrack to then get back on the freeway truck around. (laughs) And then get back on the road and then drive through more construction, including the place where the lanes actually diverge. Oh, that's what that sign meant. Ah. So, yeah. Anyway, I was not happy. I was I was annoyed. I, I have some suggestions for our state DOT on their inability to sign things correctly, um, but continued. <laughs> they are going to get a very strongly worded Yelp review. <laughs> Where do you leave reviews, intersections, and freeway exits? 
To the proprietor of this freeway exit, I have enjoyed your exit for low these many years, but I am now... I wouldn't get off here. It's only got a one-star review on Yelp. This is a bad <laughs> this is a bad intersection. So um anyway, then after that, then it was just uh then it was just another uh 250 miles and uh three or four mountain passes in a stop for gas because apparently when towing a trailer, your gas mileage does go down by half. And that's uh, a good note. Yeah, that's that's something that's something you're going to want to know. So what what would normally be a uh without a trailer uh if you if you really do it well you 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 could do it in three and a half, three and a quarter, three and three quarters hours, five and a half short hours later, the trailer was home. Anyway, yeah. Other than that, you know the good news is I've you know I've got I've got I've got some time, you know, driving it now. Got it home uh this morning, tried to back it onto my driveway. Uh, turns out I can't do that. So it's now just sitting in the street. So, uh, so at some point this week, it's going to be like driver's ed where I'm going to be, I'm going to be taking the RV and the truck out and uh, we're going to be setting up some cones in a parking lot. And then I'm just going to be pack. I'm just going to be practicing backing up, watched a YouTube video where a guy was explaining how to do this. And he's like, so here's, here's one thing you could do. I'm going to teach you how to parallel park with a trailer. Do you need to do it that often? Probably not. But if you can do this, people will think, wow, that guy knows how to back up a truck. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, I don't need a parallel park trailer. <laughs> Excuse me, I got this. I, I, I can fit I in just it. Just like to be, I just like to be able to park it. Yeah, I don't need a parallel park it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not going for the. You know what people really think are impre- or what people are really impressed by? A guy park a parallel park in a trailer. <sighs> hey, by the way, this that that this dr- driver. This reminds me. Chris Clemensrud says hi. Oh, hey. Speaking of driver's ed, Chris's father. In, in a roundabout way. Was, in, in a roundabout way. Chris's ha, 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 ha. Actually, I was going to say, given the way no we pun talked, intended. Pun well, intended. There, wasn't, there was no pun intended, but that wasn't bad. Um, you know what? I'll take it. That one, that one goes down as an unearned pun. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's rivy tickling. <laughs> Oh God. What I was going to say was given the way that we tell stories on here. Yeah. That made perfectly good sense. So yeah, sure. Why not? I, I do have, I do. I want to, I want to hear about how your week went um, last week, but I, I have, I have part three now of some car dealers suck. Oh, sweet Lord. Yeah. No, dude, tell me about it. I'm living it. So when, we, when we bought the truck, we, we traded in my car because we, we didn't need, we didn't need three vehicles. So we traded in my car and realistically, they basically gave us exactly what we owed on it. Actually, just a little bit less. So they rolled like 20 bucks into the loan or something and called it good. Great. So we we only have the, we, we've, we've, Lisa has a car, my truck. We got the loan on that. We got rid of the car. I don't need three loans. Perfect. We, we bought the truck three weeks ago. As of the day today that we're recording it, it's been exactly three weeks. And they have the car, but they haven't paid off the loan. It's entirely possible that my car dealership just stole my car because we just had to make a car payment on a car that we don't own and have signed over to the car dealership. They're not paying for. Yeah. And by the way, this is a completely different dealer than I talked about last week with the service thing. I'm now starting to think that it's more than a couple of car dealers is all I'm going to say. A, you should be getting a refund check. If they don't give you a refund check, that's They'll give you a refund check. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, eventually some money is going to show But in the up. meantime, you still got to make the payment, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I had the last, when I bought my Honda, 
the car dealer had problems getting the paperwork right. So I had to sign the paperwork and they screwed something up. And so I had to sign the paperwork again and they screwed something else up. So I had to sign the paperwork again and they were very, very apologetic and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it took them forever to get my title registration down to the Warren County treasurer. And by the time they did, I got charged a fine. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. And by funny, I don't mean funny at all. I'm guessing because, I mean, I haven't bought a car in Iowa in quite a long time, but but given every car dealer, you paid a separate documentation fee for them to handle all of that. I did. It was a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We don't weigh yeah. this for anybody. It's because we have to deal with all of this paperwork. That you screwed up three times and filed late and then charged me extra for. You know what you should have asked for was the extended warranty on the documentation. So, so if anything should happen down the road, you can get... You can get a warranty on their ability to do, to do the documentation on time. Is there is there tracking available on that documentation in case they lose it? We can go automatically find it. Is that a service they provide? No, but they will sell you tracking insurance so that if the tracking fails and you get a fine, yeah. they'll cover it for oh. you. Oh, well, that's helpful. Yeah. Oh, sweet Lord. <laughs> so, so next week... Um, Next week, we may be talking about how I had to report a car stolen <laughs> to the police department to see if anybody will do any paperwork. So here's the thing, though. I, I know about knowing a little bit about what has transpired since we last recorded. I know how my week went, and I had the good week. So, Dwayne, how was your week? Oh, Lord. So, like I said, we drove over to Peoria. Lucas is headed to Bradley, and we were going to do the one-day orientation. Get down to the Marriott, check into the Marriott on Thursday night because orientation's on Friday, starts at 9 a.m. By the way, quick question. How long was that drive? Four hours one way. Four hours one way. Okay, just checking. So just be clear, Thursday, you guys all pile in the car. Four hours, drive to Peoria, slightly edit the podcast. Okay, go ahead. You're at the Marriott. And the Marriott was doing a good job at the front desk. Uh, they were wearing masks. Uh, there were extra tables in front, appropriate distancing, all that kind of stuff. Got checked in, no problem. Get up to the hotel room. The room wasn't as clean as I would have liked it to be. Let's just leave it at that. I'm reading, Amy's reading, Lucas is reading. It gets to be about 11.15. Lucas has a voicemail pop up on his phone. It's someone calling from Bradley to let us know that orientation has been canceled. I'm, wait, I'm not exactly... Wait a minute. Go ahead. Or orientation... Is that you're saying at 11:15 at night, they called and left a voicemail to say that orientation, which is scheduled to start in 10 hours, yes. is canceled. Yes. Okay, just wanted to check. And we're really sorry. We're really sorry about the late notice. I really don't know anything. The the very nice lady that called, Lucas turned around and called her back. Had a very nice conversation with her. She said, but she said, I I really don't know anything. They really don't didn't tell me what's going on. We just have to cancel it and we'll send an email with hopefully more information, but they really didn't tell me anything. Uh, I'm really sorry. Do you have any other questions that I cannot answer, more or less? And we all looked at each other and went, COVID. Were the Marlins on campus the, week, the, the day before doing like some spring training stuff? No, but what's the name of the NBA player that broke the bubble? Maybe he was around. Rudy Gobert, just hanging out? Yeah, that guy. Hey, the guy broke the NBA bubble to go to a strip club. Not to go to a strip club, but because he wanted to get some food. He was just he was just picking up some takeout. 
Where do you get really good chicken wings? Apparently in Orlando, strip club. Where was I? Oh, yeah, COVID. Our guess was COVID. Uh, we eventually got the email that said, oh, yeah, eight of the orientation counselors tested positive uh, at about 930 at night, which started the path of, hum, yeah, let's cancel. So they canceled them. And by the time they did, and then eventually the president of the university sent an email out to everybody. They were they were transparent. They were forthcoming. They were, I mean, they were really trying to do the look, this is how we handle these things. We're going to handle this and be as, you know, as out front with this as we can. Here's everything that we know. Some of these kids went to a party that was not socially distanced and were not wearing masks. And one of them tested positive and then eight of them tested positive. And by the time it was all done and we did all the contact tracing, 12 of them have tested positive. Also, you should also know one of our professors has also separately and independently tested positive, but that person hasn't been anywhere around campus and has not in his quarantining and has not contaminated anybody else. So um, here's all the stuff that's going on at Bradley. And we're, we really are trying to do a good job with this. Yeah. The plan for Friday was I take Lucas and Amy over to campus because only one kid and one parent can go to the in-person orientation, I was going to drop them off and I was going to go to the golf course. But since there was no orientation, there was then also no golf. That's the real tragedy here, right? You, you, you missed out. You missed out on a, on a round. You know me so well. We got to keep it in perspective here, people. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing. Lucas is going to go to Bradley. He's going to orient himself around the campus. He's going to learn where the buildings are in four years. He's going to learn... Here's where you go get a burger, right? But that was your shot to go play that course. You can't, you can't get that back. I mean, I'm sure I'll have another chance over the next four years at some point to go play that course again. Hey, to- Amy, Amy, do you want to go visit Lucas this weekend? No, really. Do you want to go visit Lucas this weekend? What? No, I don't have a tea time already booked. But if you two want to go to breakfast Saturday morning at around, let's say, 8.15, um, I'd be happy to let you two catch up. <laughs> Take as long as you want. Go to IHOP. You know, you know what? unlimited stack. You guys should take, I don't know, four hours. <laughs> Just catch up. You really want to talk with him. <laughs> Give or take. Here's the thing. To his credit, Lucas already has his merit badge in orienteering. I think he, uh, I think this whole thing was optional anyway. I mean, he should be able to orient himself just fine. <laughs> I'm just imagining him out there with the flip up compass. <laughs> and a map. <laughs> and a map and taking a sighting. <laughs> what are you doing? Damn best, freshman. Yeah, I was going to say, best case scenario, somebody walks by and goes, engineering buildings over that way, freshman. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the SAEs stuff him in a garbage can. But that's all right. <laughs> just out of respect. So since you guys had already made the trip over to lovely Peoria, did, did you take advantage of uh, of a day in Peoria then? Um, No, not really. We got up. We were up anyway. I mean, we were all up, kind of grumbly about it. And so by... Six o'clock, we'd already checked out of the hotel. Six o'clock in the morning, we checked out of the hotel and drove over to campus, drove around a little bit, which we had done a little bit on Thursday night when it was dark, drove around town. I mean, this was the first trip that Lucas had made that we had made since he decided that this is where he was going to go to college. So, you know, you look at the town, the school with a, in a little different light 
right? Once you've made that decision, oh, this is where I can, you know, I'm probably going to be in one of these two dorms, right? And I know most of my classes are going to be in that building, right? And so if I'm here and that's there and there's a Starbucks in between and there's a Jimmy John's that's a half a block that direction and, you know, all of the, all of these kinds of things, really different perspective to look at campus in that light. We did that. We drove around a little bit, got Starbucks, hit the road by seven o'clock. We were back in town. The benefit, if there is one, silver lining, I don't know what you want to call it. We were back in town in order to be able to pick up Eddie from the kennel before nap time. If you pick him up before nap time, you don't have to pay for the entire day. So we saved a little bit of money. <laughs> Drive four hours, stay in a hotel, yep. get up. Drive four hours back, but we saved some money. You know what? It's it's important to look for the wins. It really is. Like, and might as well. Sure. We were back in enough time that I played golf on Friday night. I did get to play golf. Oh well, there you go. So the whole thing was salvaged. I was just waiting all day Friday for for this text to come to me. So we're forty five minutes from home. Bradley just called. They found the one person not sick. Orientation starts in twenty minutes. <laughs> we debated. At 11.30 at night, just getting in the car and driving home. We were all awake and we were all a little agitated? frustrated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Agitated. Yes. Yeah. Agitated. That's a good word. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. We were all a little agitated. Probably could have made it, but wiser heads prevailed. Uh, can you stay up? I can stay up. You can stay up? I can stay up. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to rage drive this. <laughs> we were home in 2.30. <laughs> All right, no. so, somebody, let's go over. We're going to go bust Eddie out. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> nope. Cooler heads prevailed. We did just go to sleep and um, woke up early and drove home the next day. Uh, I drove because I did none of the driving going over. I did all of the driving coming back. That seems fair. Seems Yeah, sure. Why not? Probably good he did. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's, it's good that he didn't decide to go to a college further away. They had to do that. Hey, we just flew in. What? Excuse me? Uh, you know, I, I will say, to his credit, Lucas had a great attitude through this whole thing. At one point, he looked at us and said, can you imagine what it would be like if you had flown in from California to do this? This was the weekend one, right? What? Why would you not have gotten on a plane on Thursday, flown in on Thursday, do orientation on Friday, hang around on Saturday, fly home Saturday night or whatever. If you want to go to orientation before school starts, this was the natural one to do it. How bad would it be if you had flown in and it got canceled? This is what Lucas said. You know, you fly in from California for this thing. I mean, we're only four hours away. We're in a car. We can get in a car, go home. How awful would that be? I mean, we're, and really, we dodged a bullet. That was the other thing that he said. Well, that's you true. Know, if we had gone, you know, the, the those, those tests would have come went, back 24 hours later. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm getting a call from Bradley. Oh, what are this I is. That's about. Huh. Hello. Contact tracer. Huh. Oh, God. <laughs> because that's the phone call that the people that went to orientation Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday got. Okay. Good point. Which, hey, thanks for thanks for attending orientation. Um, you know the uh, you know the little can cozy and the uh, keychain that we gave you. You also went home with something a little extra. <laughs> Kaboom! Yeah, could have been a better week in that regard. This is 2020. We just kind of roll with it. You can't get all that worked up about anything. It doesn't do you any good anyway. You know, all things considered, it could have been a whole lot worse. 
Very true. That's that's good to get that attitude. You did not have that attitude Friday night at eleven fifteen PM when you were texting me. But it's good. It's good with the week with the week's perspective. Hold on to that attitude. <laughs> yeah, I w- yeah, I was I was first reaction. Right reactions now, were I- a little different. <laughs> Yes, they were. I was I was a little frustrated. We say this at work though too. We will vent to each other at work so that we don't vent to, you know, the partner or the vendor or something, you know, we'll do you want me to do something about this or do you just want to vent, right? I just want to vent. I need to get it out there so that it, and and we'll just, you know, go off and blow off steam and then we're fine, right? That's <laughs> We have this conversation. Some of us have this conversation at work, right? Do you do you want yeah. me to do something about this, or do you just want to vent? So you uh, allowed me to vent last week, which I do appreciate. Here to help. Did you learn anything this week? You clearly didn't learn how to yeah. parallel park your truck. <laughs> yeah, that's so. So one thing I I noted I put this down. I was listening to something on Tuesday, and I for the, I I wrote down the quote. And I said, oh, I'll surely remember where this quote came from. And so I didn't write it down, which means by Thursday, I have no idea where this came from. But this was a great way for me to, this summarized um, so much about uh, me and golfing in a, in a nice, concise thing that I wrote it down. And, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. Uh, they were, somebody said that they, they had an opportunity to go play to go play a, a decent, like a nice course. And, uh, and he didn't do it. Whoever it was, they, they were, his friends were ribbing him. Basically, you, you didn't go play this course. You didn't go play this course. And the quote that this uh, now anonymous person says is, I'm not that good of a golfer and I didn't want to pay that much for self-loathing. <laughs> and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, been there. <laughs> How much does this round cost? $80? Okay, sure. God, I suck. I just, I suck at this game. Where did that ball go? Why did that ball go there? You can't even play this game. I don't, okay, I'm going to run out, I'm going to run out of clubs or I'm going to run out of balls. Uh, Click. Oh, that was a nice shot. I can do this. Oh no, I can't play this at all. So um, anyway, yes, I I now realize that that's, that's my motto when it comes to golfing. I'm not that good of a golfer and I don't want to pay that much for self-loathing. So I might get that embroidered on my bag. (laughs) What did what did you learn this week? So this is something that Amy and I learned together. Here's that's this is this is a new twist on this, right? Together, Amy and I learned Amy bought air purifiers. Okay. One for our bedroom, one for Lucas's bedroom. Small, very highly rated, but not particularly expensive air purifiers. HEPA filter inside. Blah, blah, blah. Her boss bought one. Amy then bought a couple for the office a couple weeks later. So the ones for the office show up in the mail this week and they open the boxes. They open them up, take them, and somebody goes to set them up and opens the bottom of the machine and takes out the filter. And the filter is wrapped in a plastic bag that is sealed that you have to take off of the HEPA filter before you put it back into the air purifier, close the bottom up, set it on the table, and turn it on. Do you know which one of those steps was neglected in this house when setting up our air purifiers? If I had to guess, I'm going to say removing the plastic bag. Did not know it existed. (laughs) 
because I did not set them up in the house. I got a text from Amy. Hey, you might want to check our air purifiers because when we went to set them up at the office, this is what we found. I'm like, huh, okay. Anybody read the manual? Yes, I read the manual. So um, so instead of the air going through your HEPA filters, the air that was being sucked into this machine was basically being drawn around a plastic bag that was protecting the air from getting anywhere near the HEPA filter and then shot yes. back out into the room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm For guessing it's probably not- two weeks. Yeah, it's probably not as effective that way. I've got to admit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my guess. So then Amy comes home, promptly goes- to the manual, rifles through it. That, that she'd already read. No. No, no. no. Okay. okay. All right. No. Had not read the manual. Hands it to me. There's nothing in here about a plastic bag. And I look through the manual very carefully. No, there truly is nothing in there about a plastic bag. I don't know how you would know that the filter is encased in a plastic bag. The machine does have a 2000 hour counter on it so that it tells you when it's time to replace the filter. So my guess is when you get to 2000 hours, the little alarm or light or something is going to go off that says, hey, you need to replace the filter, at which point you open it up, look at it, take it out and go, oh, well, well take the plastic bag off of the filter, put it back in there and you got yourself a brand new filter. <laughs> yeah, 2000 more hours. The, 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 only, the only problem that I see with that logic is I think what most people would do is, when the 2000 hour light goes off, letting you know that the filter is done. If it's anything like, I don't know, the filter in our fridge, what you then do is ignore that light for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then six months after that, you go, how long has that thing been lit up? I don't know, a month or two. <laughs> and if it really starts bothering you, you go get a piece of electrical tape and you just tape over the light because it's in your bedroom and this light keeps waking you up and you you never find out that there's a plastic bag in there. Maybe I've been known to take a battery out of a smoke alarm instead of replace it to stop it from beeping. Maybe. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> the ones in the new house are all um, wired. Yeah. That's great. Except it's great because they don't ever beep. It's not great because if one of them goes off, <laughs> all of them go off. Oh, see, that's... So that's interesting. Our last four places have all had wired smoke detectors, but they all have battery backups in case the power goes out in the fire. So you get you get the downside of both. Are are you sure you don't have batteries in those? You might want to check. I I, I haven't checked a single one of them in almost four years now. What's going to be funny is tonight at about two thirty in the morning, you're just going to hear beep. <laughs> what? Where is the beep? Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna go up there. You're gonna go five year battery made it four and a half years. Oh, Todd, I can't believe he brought that up. Sounds about right. What's what's the um? I'm drawing a blank on the Cleveland quarterback. Uh, Bernie Kosar, no Baker Mayfield. Baker, the Baker Mayfield commercial. Do, do you remember mm -hmm. this from last yeah. year? <laughs> Walking through the stadium, beep. That's definitely no oh, down there. Yeah, and back and forth in the tunnel and the and the oh. <laughs> Oh. I was actually going to start naming Browns quarterbacks for a while, knowing exactly who you were talking about, but naming everyone I could think of that wasn't that one just to see how long I could go. And in my head, I got to three and went, yeah, that's not enough to be funny. So <laughs> so you went with Bernie Kosar and called it good. Yeah, it wasn't Bernie. Yeah, we're good. Just just for the record, next up was Brian Sipe, uh, followed by Tim Couch. <laughs> 
Bernie Kosar, clearly the funniest of those three names. It, w- it would have been even funnier had I said Boomer Esiason. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been funnier. <laughs> Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find us on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever else you might get your podcasts. Just search Talkin' and the number two, no G, no space, Talking to Todd. We have a page on Facebook. Please like our page on Facebook. If you need your Talking to Todd merch, uh, there is a link on the Facebook page. There's a link at talkingtotodd.com as well. This week's discount code on Zazzle is Summer Save 20, 20% off the entire site. And if you put in the discount code line only 20, they will only print 20% of any logo on whatever you buy. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be accurate. <laughs> Are you a tour guide? Why, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, um, all, all of that and more is at TalkingToTodd.com. Thank you for listening this week. Hopefully, uh, thanks to the new listeners. If you do have feedback, you can send us your feedback at feedback at TalkingToTodd.com. You can also text us. Either one of us, you can hit us on Facebook, on Messenger, you can comment on the posts, all of which we will more than likely read on the show next week. Todd? Wait, when you say we, you will, re- you will read them on the show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, automotive tips for our listeners before we go? I was just, uh, not automotive, but the next phase of the HIPAA filter was designed in the 1940s and was used in the Manhattan Project to prevent the spread of airborne radioactive contaminants. They used a Nobel laureate to recommend filter test methods. Bet you he took the plastic bag off that. So it takes a Nobel laureate to know how to work a HEPA filter? You know what? Go with that. Go with that. (laughs) Well, until next week, we've been talking to Todd. I watched more Craig Ferguson this week. (laughs) Of course. Of course he did. He's still really funny. You should check out his special on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's six 22-minute episodes, and it's more than just stand-up. It's interviews with his family, and it's, it's really, really well done. It's really good. Worth your time. Okay. Yeah, add that in. Did you uh, did you like the uh, the Ron the Ron White airplane one I sent you? I did. <laughs> All the way to the scene of the crash. <laughs>
I bet you we're going to beat the paramedics by 30 minutes. <laughs> oh.